younger people uh, do this more often is because we have a lot of ambition, a lot of pride, a lot of zeal. Us as young men, we uh, we fall for the temptation. I can I can tell you, you don't want me to say it. What's it called, Jesse? Page stage. Oh man. Welcome to Theology, the podcast for young men, uh, young Christian men specifically. But you know, if you're not a young Christian man, then welcome. Uh, I'm co-hosting here, uh, Jesse Marcellus with Carrie Crater. Say hello. Oh, what's up, guys? <laughs> so, um, we're young and kind of dumb. Kind of? Kind of. Yeah, very. Pretty dumb. Pretty dumb. I'd say, I'd say pretty dumb. Uh, and the goal is to get knowledge, to, uh, to seek wisdom, to seek wise counsel. Specifically, we want to learn more oh, yeah, uh, yeah. about how the world works. And one way we can do that is by finding wise counsel. So that's sort of the main topic that we're going to go with. And uh, I think it's probably best to start with introductions. Um, I guess I'll go first. So Jesse Marcellus, I uh, I work as a producer, full-time producer, um, as can see. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I know how to use all of these doohickeys. And... Um, I've been doing it for about three years now. Uh, full timing, uh, still less than a year, but I was I was also doing interning and I was I was working, but I wasn't officially an employee for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, about it. Yeah, it was, it was about a year um, that I was doing it before official. And with what I know, just off of three people that I know, I have a thirty-year career. But I have connections to dozens of people, yeah, yeah. if not hundreds, especially uh, since I went to a, a really big conference a couple oh, months back. Yeah. And then we have another conference coming up in January. So, uh, And then I have another conference coming up in March. <laughs> and so it's just one, one. It's one after the other. Well, I haven't told you about it yet. It just came up, uh, I think, uh, yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah that's like why. Yesterday afternoon. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Carrie, uh, I'm Carrie Crater. Um, I've kind of not really taken the same path as Jesse. I've, well, since, since I was younger, I don't even remember. I started first like weed eating at a farm, working on a farm, and then started working with a guy, helping him do a little bit of airplane mechanical work on just small engine planes. And then started working at a Mexican restaurant at the same time. Uh, oh, and before that, worked at a um, a mission for men, doing that, and uh, just doing like a little bit of office work over there. And now I'm at a, a lumber company, building water cooling towers. Well, kind of building building the components for water cooling towers, uh, that cool power plants. So that's what I'm kind of doing now. Kind of like. Yes, you got the white collar job. I got the blue collar job now. Very different Kinda, direction. Yeah, very, very different <laughs> very, direction. Very different. It, um, we're we're still pulling the same way. We're just not coming from the same angle. Yeah, from yeah, the same, yeah. Uh, for, from the same perspective. Yeah, yeah. We have a we have different views on certain things just because of where we've come from. But for the most part, we're in the same box. Yeah, we're like we're like two waves, like parallel to each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but. I kind of don't really have as much of a career path like open to me right now. I'm thinking about staying there, working, trying to get a supervisor position and moving on up or just starting a little business, doing a little bit of trapping animals 
uh, in the next few years. So I'm not entirely sure yet, kind of debating on which one to do or just like completely scrap both of them and possibly do some kind of like plumbing, electrician work, something of the sort and begin a trade like that, just working and apprenticing with somebody doing that. But so uh, you have options. I have and options. You have yes. a lot of a lot of road paths to take. Yeah, I, uh, that's something that I tried to do as well. I'm trying to like open up that a little bit, but I don't have a car currently, so it's more difficult to manage everything. It's still possible, um, and I've still been doing it. But once I like get a vehicle, that's like the the main thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then I'm I'm able to do like two jobs probably, uh, but. You're having car issues yourself. I have half of, I, I'm able to do just one with half of a car. You have, yeah, you have a vehicle, but it's falling apart a little bit, yes. which is good. Well, it's an old truck well, I do, going. I do still work for the um, the guy with the airplanes. I just haven't been able to go. So, day to day, what like what what does your day to day usually look like? All right. Um. Uh, so, usually Monday to Friday, I wake up. Sometime between five and seven, because I go to work at eight. Um, I go to work, and we're building some offices at work right now. Um, so I go work eight to five. Um, and past week and a half, two weeks, I've gone home, worked on my truck, and then took a shower, went to bed like almost every single day because I've been fighting with that thing. I've watched probably 30, 40 YouTube videos on how to fix all kinds of stuff with it. So as band, that's basically what I've been doing the past week and a half ish. Um, so Saturdays, usually that's my work at home days. So I still live with my parents. So my dad, you know, he comes up with stuff that needs to be done on Saturdays and I help get all that done. And, uh, sometimes Saturday night I'll go hang out with friends or go do something fun. And then, uh, Wake up on Sunday. Usually, I'm either playing bass on the worship band or working in the sound booth, or both. Sometimes, <laughs> whenever everything's broken, um, I do that. Go get up at seven. So, may, most mo, basically every single day of the week, I wake up at seven and go do some kind of work. Or, you know, with technique, I mean, Sunday going going. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing some kind of servant work or just work in general. Um, right. So work. Uh, you're working. Six days. Yeah. And then on the seventh, you're still doing ministry work. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, which is okay. That's a that's a uh, another topic, I, can, I guess, for another episode in regards to um, uh, what work looks like. But, uh, yeah, day-to-day, uh, wake up at 6, 6.30. Um, it might start just looking like seven from now on as well. But... Uh, seven is a good number. Yeah, seven's a good... Well, seven's the best number. <laughs> Perfect time uh, to wake up. Just look at the the cultural impact it has uh, throughout history and through today. It makes it means so much more to say something sevenfold than to say tenfold. Um, that's besides the point. So, uh, I try to get ready for work as uh, soon as possible. Since I don't have a car, I either walk or bike, depending on whether or not I left the bike at the office or at my house. Or at, or at your house. Uh, I remember, yeah, I remember that. It took, what, like a week like, to get It took back? like a week. It was, I, that's whenever I started like really walking to work. And then I just, I just never got back around to uh, to only biking, so. Yeah, that, that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Well, youth, youth definitely thought so. Um, so my days are kind of packed 
like yet usually Fridays are slow for me, but yesterday Friday it was just nine hours. I was in the office You're for eleven lucky. hours, clocked in for nine. I was just I was just at the office the whole time working. Um, so it, it's just uh, things have been looking busier, uh, which is good. So for the business, um, page fifty marketing and media, uh, we. Have, we have like a, a set schedule uh, throughout our five day week, six, the sixth day, you know, Saturday. I, I usually am just uh, working on side projects or doing podcasts like this one. Yeah. Um, and Monday and Tuesday typically consists of like doing, uh, you know, work for the church, putting the sermons out, uh, editing them, um, and then working for some other podcasts as well. Uh, not our own stuff, like outsourcing. Um, we got some pretty cool contracts with some pretty big, uh, pretty big podcast networks, and we by by like Wednesday, Thursday, that's whenever we do extra client work. Um, uh, sometimes we're done really early, and then we just start doing a uh, our own podcasts as well, um, like Parish Circuit. Uh, no Man's Land, that, that was done uh, several months ago, but um, that was something we would do as well. So, uh, it, it's not, it doesn't sound, I'm not able to like say, make it uh, sound as interesting as, as yours. Um, oh, I just like making things sound interesting. Yeah, it's well, not actually as interesting as people would think. It, it's it's just work. That's what it is. Work, work is work. good. Have joy, have joy in your work. So, um, young Christian men, and young men in general are fools. That's what we are. We are fools. Well, yeah. Uh, we kind of don't really know anything. We don't, exactly. Especially compared to old people. You, you think like, older. oh, well, I know. I, older. <laughs> I, have, I, have a, I have knowledge. I have wisdom. Well, no, that's, that's not true. You can seek it. Seeking it is very good. But they're both of their own virtue, they're yeah, both virtuous. Yeah. They're they're not um they're not things that you have yet. They're se- they're things you should seek to have and attain and attain exactly. So, um, one thing that I like to do is I like to read a proverb a day, usually at night. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Read them out loud with somebody too. Like that's that actually makes you really think about it more and uh, dwell on it more. But, yeah, because you're thinking you're kind of thinking about what they're, you know. Is it? What they might be catching. Yeah, well, yeah, what and they might be catching. Catch yeah, 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 exactly. Otherwise. That's what and I was trying to say. You like, just take turns uh, every other, uh, every night, just switch back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's great. There's 31 Proverbs. There's 31 days in a month, usually. Uh, well, not usually. It's not even a rule. That's Sometimes. Half the time, there's 31 days. So you only get to read um, about the Proverbs 31 woman uh, once every two months. Oh, man. Um. It's terrible. <laughs> Truly. So just read Proverbs. That's a that's that's just a good tip in general. Just well, read Proverbs because well, it's the it's it's really easy. They're little bites of of wisdom. Well, Proverbs was specifically aimed towards the young male audience. So it talks about the fool. It talks yeah, it, to it, the it, fool. It, it's, it's, and it says get get wisdom, get knowledge. Yeah. And so we as the fool Whenever this was something, um, I think it was Greg Moore had said. Um, he's from a Dead Man Walking. Um, he, the the podcast. He uh, he says every time I hear or I read "fool" 
in Proverbs, I just put my own name. Yeah. Just Greg. <laughs> yes. And whenever I heard that, I was like, huh, I'm going to start doing that. So yeah. every single time it talks about the fool, it's talking about yourself. Um, so starting like Proverbs, that's, that's just a good overall tip to have. Uh, maybe you don't want to listen to uh, or read Proverbs, um, in which case maybe you don't want wisdom because <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's the Bible. That's what it is. It's the word of God. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, uh, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. We as fools, we despise it. We hate being corrected. We'd rather be right on our own. Um, that's Proverbs 1-7, the fear of the Lord. Is the beginning of knowledge, but fools exactly. despise the wisdom and instruction. So um, I would say knowledge and wisdom are essential. They are good virtues to have. They're righteous virtues to have. Out of the two, I would argue that wisdom is more important than knowledge. However, you can't have wisdom without, without knowledge. knowledge. Uh, they're both, they're not one and the same. They're distinct, they're distinct from each other, but they require each other. Yeah. So yeah. don't just have knowledge. Don't be a know-it-all and don't and not know what to do with it. Uh, and otherwise, don't be only wise but not know anything. Yeah. It's like being um being young and uh thinking, oh I know, I know everything about the world. Uh I'm gonna go out and tell everybody, oh, this, that, and the other. Um at, at that point you ain't got you don't you don't have wisdom or knowledge. So you just yeah, kind of just look like a neither. bigger yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well it's because if you don't have one, you don't have the other. Um yeah, yeah. or somebody who's much older doesn't have knowledge about how the world works and still professes to be wise. Yeah. And of course, these are generalizations. Whenever you make a generalization or make a rule, there's of course going to be exceptions there. Well, that's a, just a, with Proverbs, you know. Yeah. It doesn't apply to every single It's not every single situation, life, but it's still but important to know. Yes, yeah. Um, so the reason why I'm saying younger people uh, do this more often is because we have a lot of ambition, a lot of pride, a lot of zeal. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that always gets ahead of us all the time. Um, and we don't know where to aim it. Uh, us as young men, we uh, we fall for the temptation. I can I can tell you, you don't want me to say it. We, we fall for the temptation of something uh, we, we call, in the spheres we operate in. What's it called, Jesse? Cage stage. Oh, man. Cage stage, cage stage. So what cage stage is, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, it's the stage where young Christians, uh, either because they are literally young um, in body or they're young in faith, it doesn't matter which one. Young Christian, that it encompasses those two. Um, they think, I have so much knowledge of how theology works. Well, it, it, it normally happens whenever you've gotten the insane amount of theology dumped into your head and then... And then you think, and then everybody else is wrong. No matter, no matter what they believe, doesn't if, matter what if they, they do, if they disagree with you, they're just like wrong. They've got to be. They're wrong. they're they're going to hell. You evil pagan. You you don't you don't uh, line up with my theology. You're going to hell. Exactly. Yeah. That's zeal. Yeah. Being pointed in the wrong direction. Yes. And cage stage is is just a fun term for that. Um, especially cage stage Calvinism. Especially cage oh, stage. Oh my. Oh, that's that's the best. That's because that means that most people don't quote-unquote agree with that they a lot of people agree with it without agreeing with it exactly yeah 
They, but then, once but, you say the name, though, they're they're confused. Yeah, when when you say Calvinism, everybody's like puts up a wall and they're like, "Yep, you're wrong automatically because Calvinism is bad." And in the same way, uh, there's a lot of young Calvinists who put up walls just because somebody isn't a Calvinist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you meet like a Baptist or something like that, and they say like they just start talking about theology, and you're like, "Yep, yeah, you're wrong." You've got because wrong. I'm Calvinist. I know the Bible better than everybody else because you know. Because that's just that's just true. That, yeah. That's just that's the only truth. It's your truth. Yeah, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah. And that's falling for a temptation. You're, you're what you're doing is you're looking for what the objective truth is, what the truth in Scripture holds. Yeah, uh, and everybody else's and objective everybody, truth is wrong. But yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's not but just at the same with Calvinism. Time, so is yours because your objective yeah. truth isn't true. God's objective truth is true. Yeah. So you're what you're doing is you're looking um, for that objective truth. And so is everybody else. Yeah. Um, now, not everybody, not everybody's looking for it, obviously. No. But don't immediately assume they're not. Don't immediately assume they are only on the wrong side of history because maybe they're just in a different walk of life right now. We've, I mean, I'm only 18 years old and I've been, I've been there. <laughs> and well, I have to. Yeah. We're, we've both. We've both experienced a, a bit of cage stage. And that's, this is somewhat recent, too. Um, Just saying nobody likes you when you're in your cage stage. Nobody likes you when you're in your cage stage. Even no. I didn't like you when you even, were in your cage stage. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, even, even people that you know who are close to you, they it's not that they don't like you. They don't like your cage stage. They don't like yeah. that you're in, uh, you have pride and you're letting yeah. your arrogance get ahead of you. That's what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you think you're professing yourself to be knowledgeable and wise, but they are both things that you currently lack. Um, I mean, when I was like th three years ago, I hit my cage stage. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was not, because I went to school with like a bunch of, well, I, I say Christian kids. They were supposed to be Christian. It was a private school. Most of the most of my class wasn't Christian, and combined with my cage stage Calvinism, and then a bunch of fake Christians who were going to squishy evangelical churches, unequally yoked. Yeah, it was like it was very interesting because like it would turn into full blown arguments in the middle of class all the time, and teachers would be like, "Carrie." Chill. <laughs> yeah, being, it, it's it's being a strivester. Don't be. A yeah, strivester. yeah, yeah. Which is also leads back to being a young fool. Exactly. We're, because we're, we're young, young fools. fools. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what we do. Uh, and so, how can how can you correct that? How do you get out of cage stage? Well, you don't. Yeah. You can't. You can't do it on your own. You can't fight any of these battles on your own. Whenever you're young like this. Oh yeah. What you need is wise counsel. Which need, is exactly how I got out of it. Exactly. Oh well, a lot like a couple of the teachers that went to my school go to our church, and you know, my dad, day -day my dad, you know, was like, "Chill out." Uh, a couple of the teachers were like talking to me, talking about being cage stage and whatnot, and you know, eventually, like, I don't even know, like six, seven, eight months, something crazy like that. I finally was able to figure out that I'm an idiot and not to do that, and you know, sometimes just. Be passive in a sense whenever people say dumb stuff. Just be, just let it sit for a moment. Yeah. Not just, boom, if, you're yeah. automatically wrong because now you're you wrong. don't disagree with me. Yeah, boom. Now, now you're now, wrong. You're yeah. wronger than they are. Once you, <laughs> They're once wrong, you, you're wronger. Yeah. Well, uh, it's not the, it's not just the, you know, hey man, you know, I noticed you said this, 
you know, does it really line up? Not like that. It's more like the, you're wrong automatically because you said such and such about the Bible and it doesn't line up with my theology instead of just taking the approach of, hey, man, well, does the Bible really say that about this certain topic? You know, I kind of had to learn to differentiate between the two, not just argue, argue, argue. Instead, just, hey, man, let's talk about this. You know, are, are you sure the Bible says this about this? Ask questions, you know, kind of thing, not just it's not saying, saying absolutely wrong. Yeah, you are wrong. Because yeah. I say so. No, no, you have to you have to use the right categories. Yeah, one of the ways to find those categories is to have uh, a good shepherd. Um, oh, yeah. Listen to your teachers. Um, pastors and fathers are are good shepherds. Uh, so in my situation, um, I don't have a father who's a shepherd, um, and you you do have a father who's a shepherd. Yeah. I have. We both have a past the same pastor. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. The same church, um, but. Uh, I actually, I see him on a much uh, more regular basis. Oh yeah, so, uh, boss man. Yeah, boss man. <laughs> um, so that's that's what my shepherd is. Your shepherd is your father uh, yeah. and your pastor as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, that's your perspective comes from I'm instructed by my father. I don't have that same perspective, uh, so I I still have to listen to the shepherds that God has given. Um, Proverbs one uh, eight through nine. My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. Listen to when people tell you you're wrong, who know more than you. Yeah, yeah. Because they're probably right. They're not just saying that. If your father, um, if you were born when your father was, say, 18, and you turn 18, that means he is twice your age. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not just talking. I'm not Dude, just saying. You know, you're good at math. I'm good. It's math, guys. Um, I'm not good at math. No, um, my ACT was 18 for math. <laughs> Mine was 17. Oh, so I'm, I, <laughs> or 19, uh, either 17 or 19. I mean, not to brag or anything, but I think we know who's better at, uh, at math here. <laughs> no. Uh, Whenever, just by that, whenever you turn 18, your father is 36. You're, he's lived at least two of your lives. Yeah, yeah. So Not he to knows, mention having a kid at my age. Exactly. So he, Not, he yeah. knows at least that much. Yeah. He at, he at least knows your life that you've experienced and one more. So that means he's going to know more than you. He's going to have more experience than you. But you're not going to catch his experience. You're only going to catch his example. Of so, what not to do. Of what not to do. What Especially to do with my dad. <laughs> exactly. Don't do this. He can't, he can't unravel uh, his whole life to you yeah. um, in the time that's given. All he can do is teach you the most important things. Um, and, of course, that's why it takes so long. It's a process. You don't just – not all the knowledge of the universe is imbued into you in one moment. That would kill you. Oh, you, no, you learn it. You learn it over time. So, whenever you're trying to seek counsel, don't just seek it from a bunch of people, a bunch of like-minded people. No, no, no. because that's not seeking counsel. That's not seeking instruction. That's, that's seeking, seeking what you want to hear. That's seeking validation. Exactly. Oh yeah. You're just looking. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing here as well. But uh, I've already brought up a lot of these points with uh, with my pastor. 
um, you don't seek a group of people. You seek a group of men. You seek a group of wise men, of wise instructors who have yeah. had uh, enough life experience to be both knowledgeable and wise. Um, not ones who uh, profess themselves to be. You have to be wary of false teachers as well. You don't want hmm. to. You don't want to think. Oh well, just because he's old, that means I should listen to him. Not all the time. Oh my. Have, <laughs> have more discernment than that. <laughs> I mean, with the people I work, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't go for wisdom except. Well, anything theological, definitely not. Yeah, maybe. Maybe somebody, just like life, life things. Somebody who's. I don't know. Yeah, somebody who's like twenty years old. And they've been like properly convicted since they were like, I don't know, four. Because yeah. it happens. It happens. They're going to be, um, they're typically going to be a lot more spiritually mature than a 50 year old who just got a drug rehab. He's, his life is just starting at 50. Yeah. But, you know, at the same the, time, he has yeah, more he life has experience more, than a 20 yeah. year old. But he might not have as much uh, wisdom, wisdom. Uh, to, to apply that knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's why I was saying, you know, I can, I can kind of go for wisdom and life experience, uh, life choices, something, I don't know the word. Um, instead, like, because I really can't go for anything theological because most of these men are either just starting to go to church or they think don't. they're a Christian and they're not a Christian or... I know there's a couple of them that are saved, but like, you know, it, Everybody's that, that's, in their that's somebody steps. you don't go to for wisdom. You're not so um, early in your steps. So it, the the temptation is thinking, and this is a temptation that I've had too, where it's like, oh, well, maybe I am, uh, maybe I'm better than, uh, than they are. No, you're not. Oh, no, no, no. Now you're falling again for the pride yeah, the yeah, arrogance yeah. thinking, oh, look at me. I am, I am better than, than he. It's, it's a, it's. Uh, I did. I didn't write it down in the notes. I was thinking about it. The uh, the taxpayer, the parable of the taxpayer. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, the um, the taxman and the Pharisee. Pharisee thinks he's better. Yeah. Than the taxman. Lord, let me not be like. Thank yeah. you that I'm not like thank that. Thank you. I'm not like this guy here. This taxman who makes people pay taxes. Can you believe that? Look at me though. Look at what I've done. Look at what I don't do. And then the tax man there is like, Lord, just forgive me of my sins. I'm I wicked. suck. Please I save suck. me. I know. I, I suck. And it's not because he's a tax man. It's because he's a man like us. He's a wicked sinner. Yeah. As we are. And to understand that, to have, to have that um, mentality of where, well, this was the sermon series, to be poor in spirit. Yeah. Then you can attain more. So you have to understand where you stand. And where you stand is you don't. You crawl. You're crawling. Hell yeah. You can't you can't stand on your own. It's not by your strength that you can. Um it's funny that I say strength though, because the next note is the strength, strength of, of young, young men. men. So what you want to do is you want to use the strength that you have been given as a young man um for good. Um the strength of young men is their valor. Yeah, and that's the verse I think. Gray hair is the crown of the old. Yeah, so it's something like it's, that. It's one of the pro I paraphrasing. Didn't, I didn't write. I, I, yeah, I paraphrasing the message I didn't, version. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Young men are strong. Old men aren't. <laughs> that would be, that's what that's what the Message Bible would say. Um, it's the Message Bible is a is a translation. It's not good. Don't don't 
don't fall for it. It's it's it, it was like the, it's like the hippie version of the Bible. Yeah. Dude, you know it'd be cool. Let's like write the Bible in like surfer boy way, and then like make people read it so they understand it better, man. We should do that sometime. We should read our favorite passages from the Message Bible. I did. That. That. I spent two hours doing that with a friend, and it was just constantly just cracking up about with. Some, with my roommate, I was doing it for like 30, 45 minutes. Oh, um, not quite two hours. You were doing it for two hours. I don't know. You, just, you really like the Message Bible, don't you? Oh, yeah, See, man. I don't, associate, I don't associate with people who uh, read the Message Bible. I'm out of Irish breakfast tea. Oh? Do you want to get more? It was really good, but no. No? Okay. No. I might just eat the tea bag. <laughs> I know you would, too. Somebody who eats just everything. So to wrap this back, you can do that because you're young. Yeah, if you were old, you would you would regret it a lot more. But you, I, I'm, you I'm regretting it pretty bad right now. Well, I'm sure you are. I've been sick all morning. You'd regret it a lot more if you weren't young. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, how can you use uh, your youngness? I guess your youth—that's what it is, youngness. How can you use your youth for good? Um, by not eating hops. By not eating hops. You. Your stamina is going to be the highest. It's oh yeah, be. it's never. It's only going to go down. So, well, it's. I mean, what is I mean, it, it like? Twenty five is like goes the, up, and then and around twenty five is when it peaks, and then it just. I think twenty five was there. like when your body's technically starts like dying or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Consequences of sin. Well, I mean, I got like seven more years, so I'm good. I can eat hops for seven more years, and then I'll be all right. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so, your career is only going to be popping off whenever you're young you should use that uh, a lot of a lot of people go to college college is a, is a good tool to have um obviously neither of us went the college route so i won't discuss because they're stupid i won't just <laughs> kidding yeah. just kidding that is not why I, uh well there's there yeah there was more to it I, I guess that could be a topic for another episode if we bring somebody who did go to college um, yeah if you get a late start that's fine maybe you have to get a late start um but typically the earlier, the better. Um, I already have a full-time career. You already have a full-time career. We're both 18. We have jobs lined up for years. Maybe. Well, maybe, well you, you, you already uh, let, a, let everybody know that you have uh, other plans as well. I'm at the fork in the road. You're at the fork in the road. Or you're close to it. You're not quite there. Well, I'm at Once the fork. I can choose which one I want right now. Yeah, but you won't. No, you I won't. So you haven't decided. I'm just like chilling. You're just like, hmm, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and wait until I. You should seek. You know what you should do. You should seek counsel. I did. You did. Yeah, that's good. So that's why you're. That's, that's why, why I'm confused. Out. That's why. Yeah, that's a bunch of older a, a bunch of older dudes like you know they're like, hey, maybe you should try this. Oh, you should try this. Yeah, I'm sometimes like, you hear conflicting messages. I'm like, that's oh, fine oh. if they're uh, wise counselors. Um, yeah, you're just so you should listen to their instruction if they say, hey. Don't do this. You should probably listen to that. You should listen to that. Not oh, just yeah. probably. Um, what they say, you should do. Uh, but sometimes it's it's like you have to make a decision between one career and another. That decision is your own, but still seek uh, knowledge or oh, counsel absolutely. And your youth, you should work with older men. Oh, I love doing that. They can use your strength. And that that can, that strength can encourage them, so they use your strength as a young man, and you use their wisdom as an old man. 
and it's a it's a beneficial relationship. It's a it's complimentary a complimentary thing. relationship. Exactly. Yeah. It yeah. complements each other. It's required. Charge. That's why <laughs> Shaj. <laughs> it's pronounced Shaj, right? Not Shaz. Shaj. 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 So your stamina, your strength, that can be used uh, to help. So yeah. do yeah. so. A having a father. Having and, a father. And my right? uncle working with them. Hey, bro, come here. You got a good bag. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, if, you've ever, if you've ever heard that uh, said to you before, like, he, you know, lift this thing, it's because they're asking you for help because, I mean, they could probably you got a do good it on their own. But, yeah, you got a good back. I don't want to use your strength while they can. Yeah, they don't want to be regretting it in the morning when they wake up because they picked up a 50-pound feed bag the wrong way. So, <laughs> exactly. I'm already getting close to that point. I've woken up a few old times. Old man. I, I have old man back. Well, it's scoliosis. The least, I have the scoliosis smallest. too. Yeah, well, it's the least uh, out of my whole family, but it's still there. Work out your core and your back. Work on core and back. Well, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, uh, that'll, that'll help, better. I think. I've been told that by older men with wise counseling to work out your core so you don't have a bad back. Amen. Work on your back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so take the time to work on yourself. Enhance your strength, uh, but no, don't just don't just think. Oh well, I only need my strength. No, no, no. Use the wisdom that's given to you. I'm just sitting here. I'm, I, I wonder if it's showing up on camera. I'm just sitting here peeling this tea bag thing. I'm gonna stop doing that. I paid for that. You're welcome. That'll well, be five dollars. Thank you. I don't even know for how much the tea bag was. I don't even have five dollars on me. I don't either. Well, good. I haven't been carrying it? cash and. We're like two weeks I because my truck's been broken and all my cash goes to facing me. I have to bike to work. I don't carry cash. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, especially here in Opelousas. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Opelousas. You don't never. That's a very big mistake. So take the time to work on yourself. And one way to work on yourself is to have others work on you as well. You're going to be on. refined. And one way to be refined is through trials. Be aware that trials will come and it will hurt. But that's that's how you're grown. Yeah, if you don't have trials, then well, that's not good. That's judgment on you. Exactly. No trials is is a is, a is worse, it's way worse, worse than, than having trials. Than having trials. Exactly. Those trials, they're they're there to make you stronger. That's what they do. Yeah, um, I want to say I'd prefer having trials, but you know, some days I'm like, some days you like with think, my truck. Wow, this is a this is a problem. One of the good. Okay, you know about the um world in World War II, the plane diagram. Do you know about that? So this is a pretty good example of knowledge and wisdom go hand in hand. Um, in World War II, allied um, engineers and scientists and everything, they were trying to figure out how do we make more pilots come back from their fights, their yeah. dogfights. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, well, we should add more armor to the planes. So they spread out a bunch of diagrams um, oh, I think, uh, yeah, of, I know what you're talking about the now. planes whenever they returned with all the bullet holes. They just, they overlaid uh, where all the bullet holes were going on the planes. And they were thinking, oh, well, we should, uh, we should armor up the spots. The spots where, where there's, yeah. Where, uh, so that way they're not, it's not a problem anymore. But one of the scientists or engineers, I don't remember, I don't know any of their names. I've, I actually don't think I've heard the story with their names. I should do more studying uh, on this another time as well. <laughs> He he said, well, "What if it's, what if it's because the bullets aren't hitting the engines? The ones that are coming back, 
there's no bullets on the cockpit. There's no bullet holes on the engine. There's no bullets that no kill bullet the holes. plane. Yeah. There's no bu- bullet holes don't kill planes. They well, kill they the do. Pilots. Well, they, yeah. I mean, if, if you if shoot an shoots, engine and not the pilot, the planes, well, it, it depends. The, well, it's going to kill the pilot. <laughs> no, you can eject. You could, yeah. But, uh. Um, well, jump out, really and truly, because that's how it was back then. Back then, <laughs> you, just, you just jump out. I hope you don't hit the. Uh, Imagine World War One. There was no jumping out. Well, you jumped out, but you yeah. probably would die still. There was no parachute. No, you just, you know, you'd have to time it. <laughs> well, uh, well, luckily, luckily the planes were light enough to glide. Yeah, so it wasn't. Uh, it, it wasn't. Sometimes, unless your plane fell apart, well, then then you just died. Then you just died. Maybe. You had no. You had no choice. So he decided instead of putting a bunch of armor all over the tips of the wings and along the uh, the very back of the tail. Um, why don't we just put more armor where the bullet holes aren't? The planes that are returning, yeah. the reason they're returning is because their engine, they, they have no engine failure because the bullets didn't hit it. Well, I mean, all, the, all the bullets that did hit the engines, those planes went down. They never made it home. So, yeah, I don't understand why they would even be like, oh, look, let's, let's just... Put the armor on the bullet holes of the planes that come back. Like so that just had, doesn't make any sense. They had knowledge. They had all the knowledge that they needed. It was right. It was laid out in front of them. They just needed the discernment to figure out what to do with it. Yeah. That's why it goes hand in hand. You can have all the knowledge in the world. You can like take your phone for example. It's the tool. All the knowledge of the known world fits on your fingertips, but it is useless if you don't use it right. Yeah. You can have the plane diagram. You can have all the information you need with it. But you need to know what to do with it. Yeah. So seek wisdom. Yeah. It's a virtue. Yeah. That's why, uh, you know, if you seek wisdom, uh, you would be wise enough to know that the Corsair is better than the Mustang. We just need, we just need to have a World War II episode. <laughs> That's it. We're gonna, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, so you have nothing but time, generally speaking, as a young Christian man. Um, obviously, you know, if the Lord decides that your time has come, then your time has come. Oh, yeah. Uh, but as a young man, statistically speaking, you're going to be around for a while. And what's the, what's the age now? Like 80, 82? I know it's like slightly less than women. Well, of course. Well, Okay. In America, it's that's, probably lower than like worldwide. Having no discernment for that would be like, oh, well, that's because uh, women are better. No, um, that's because just men. Men, we lay well, we lay down our lives. We lay down our lives. Um, we do stupid stuff as young exactly. guys. <laughs> and more importantly, more importantly than the duty that we fill of laying our lives down for our families, most importantly, we're stupid. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've almost killed myself. In the past week. Probably about five or six times. <laughs> <laughs> just in the past week. You don't have to, you don't have to give the whole number uh, throughout your life. Just, you know, it, take, take it a little bit at a time. A little, a little chunk. First time I remember almost killing myself was like two years old. I'm just saying. It was probably already earlier than that. Probably That's earlier. That's the first time you remember it. Yeah. But it's probably not the first Wait, time. Wait, did I tell you that story? Which one? Whenever I, when I was crawling on my giant, super thick oak chester drawer with my drawer, one of the drawers on the top was open and my foot went inside of it and it fell on top of me. It weighed like an insane amount of, uh, it weighed like several hundred pounds. 
like full of clothes and everything fell on top of me. And With my ankle like twisted in the most like horrendous way possible. I didn't even have a bruise. <laughs> God was like, you know, Amen. I have a plan for your life and it's not for it to end right here. So, uh, you are well, alive. I can't remember who said this saying. I'm going to have to look this up. It was uh, told to me recently. You are invisible until the Lord decides you aren't. Yeah. So I don't, I'm curious who said that. I know. I, I, I want to I'm, I'm, look yeah, it up. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm right just looking it up right now. Uh, you are invisible until the Lord decides. Nope, oh. I can't for some reason. Oh wait, never mind. It worked. You just, <laughs> my phone's been having a bunch of trouble. Like it doesn't look things up. It's because it's an iPhone. Well, that's not why, but uh, it it's the. It's I the bet you. Provider. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if I can find it. You are invisible. This not gonna see the camera ain't gonna see my password, huh? No. I think it's like you are invisible until the Lord calls you. You are immortal in this life until God's purposes for you are complete. What? Who said that? George Whitfield. George Whitfield. Oh, invisible. You mean immortal? Well, I. The, <laughs> it, it might be immortal, but uh, I'm thinking like invisible, as in no danger can see you unless the Lord calls it. Well, that's literally just the same concept. No man. Man is immortal until his work is done. Yeah, because you know you're not you're, you're not gonna die until God calls you. Yeah. So with George Woodfield's a brilliant dude. Uh, second Great Awakening, seventeen hundreds, or first Great Awakening? Oh shoot, I don't remember. We'll one have the, to have that. One of the one of the Great Awakenings. George Woodfield's a brilliant dude, or was a brilliant dude in the seventeen hundreds. So God will take big chunks out of you. You don't you don't have all the knowledge in the universe, and you never will. But God will give you knowledge so long as you ask him for it. Yeah, yeah. You have to be humbled through that. One of the best examples of this in, like, literature is Eustace. Eustace Scrubs. You don't it, know? It sounds incredibly familiar. All right. Explain. Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Oh, Eustace Scrubs is turning. I haven't dragon. read Narnia in, since I was like seven. I haven't either. I read the um, entire series. I tried to series. look it up. I tried to look up the passage last night, but my phone was having trouble, um, so I wasn't able to put it in the notes. But um, basically, uh, he's turned into a dragon because he yeah. was cursed because he uh, the gold. touched gra dragon's gold. Exactly, a yeah. dragon's hoard. And the way that's taken away from him is Aslan starts. Peeling, peeling off, off his his scales. Hey, wait a minute! I've heard this analogy. I've heard not analogy, but I've heard the story relatively recently. Well, right? I remember Mr. Stewart did it like three years ago, and it's like been ingrained into my head. Yeah, that, well, that's that that's how it's a beautiful. It's a it's, beautiful it's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up at, an, at another point. I'm sure because it's just it's such a good it's such a good passage. But what I was having this discussion last night with my roommate too. He first it was like molting. You can see that the skin was peeling, that the scales were, were coming off, but there are more scales underneath them. So it was an outwardly change. Nothing was changing. Yeah. Nothing was truly changing on the inside. Yeah. But then what Aslan does is he starts digging his claws into the flesh and, and ripping, ripping it, out. it out. And it's painful. Eustace is going through unimaginable amounts of pain in order to do this. And eventually, 
through the trial of absolute torment, physical torment, he he's finally a boy again. Yeah. He's I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of of how to how to say this. We are all dragons. Not literally. Not literally. We're not lizard people. That's not what I'm getting at. How do you know? Uh, that's what I'm... I'm trying to convince them that we're not lizard people. I'm not oh, saying... Oh, man. It's not true. That sounds like something a lizard person would say. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a little suspicious. Uh, oh, why boy. Are you, well, why are you trying to throw the trail on dirt onto me? Oh. It feels like you're, you know, pushing it away from yourself. Are you, are you a lizard person? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to keep that because that's that's good. So change, it's going to hurt. Oh yeah, so you're not going. If he tore all of the scales off at once, it Dead. probably would have killed him immediately. Um, he's not just going to peel a little bit off the top. That's not that's not how it's going to work. And he's not going to do it all at once either. No, God is gracious enough. To so not kill us with our own sin. Exactly. He makes you aware of it in stages. Yeah, he yeah. Peels chunks out, and it's going to hurt. That's conviction. And that change over time will... To try not to say change. That change over time will grow you. It will refine you. Yeah, and I mean, that's a lifelong thing. You're never going to be oh, it's fully gonna, peeled. It's never going to be fully You're peeled. You're never going to get to the... the the middle of the onion. Not in this life. Not in this life. Not no. In this life. You are. But it, yeah, it's just a constant, just conviction. Rip the sin out. Boom. Conviction. Rip the sin out. Oh look, I got some more sin. Conviction. Rip the sin out. Your entire it's life. It's because we are sinful to our core. Yeah. To get all the way down to there. If, it's rotten. If you were to take all of your sin out at once, you would literally die because that's all you are at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. The only righteousness that we have is that which is given, not that which is earned. We don't have any of our own. Um, these are deeper theological discussions. I'm sure most of this podcast is going to be cut out uh, because this is like pretty heavy stuff. We're trying to we're trying to make introductions here. Hey man, that's a pretty good introduction. It's, you know, you see, but if you if you just give them a little taste, you know what I'm saying? Just a little taste. Then they they're gonna want the Tonys next. <laughs> Your Cajun accent kills me. Uh, So you have nothing but time, and the Lord is going to use that time to refine you. Take away the dross from silver, and it will go to the silversmith for jewelry. Proverbs 25, 4. You're going to, it's going to hurt to take away that dross in order to refine you into being a man. Now, I mean, but but this this isn't, we're not not considered uh, boys in the way that the culture would. I, I would say, being a young man isn't necessarily about, in, in regards to age, it's more maturity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, they, a two-year-old can't be considered a young man. That's obviously a boy. But I think next time uh, we'll have a bit of a Christmas special. We'll talk about St. Nick, St. Nicholas, and all the cool things that he did. Well, um, just Christmas in general. Well, yeah, just Christmas. Not, not and, just St. Nick. It'll be, it's it'll not going to be. Uh, Christmas special. We'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk about like uh, how people... Got slapped. Got slapped. Lord willing, we will grow no longer as boys, but to be refined into God-fearing men. And if you aren't God-fearing, join us anyway. 
we'll make that journey together. We can learn more about principal wisdom as time goes on. Because it's not us who has it. But we're going to try to find it. Until then, First John 1 9. Carrie, see ya. Uh, I'm sure I'm see, I'll see you tomorrow, actually. Oh, yeah, tomorrow's Sunday. Tomorrow's Sunday. Amen. Six days of work. On the seventh, you rest. So, see you tomorrow.